Now, it's similar, but also different. And I'm going to try to explain this to you. And it's, it's just try to follow me. So, Aaron Rodgers and Kyrie Irving have been very similar in their time here in New York. For these reasons. And I'll tell you why the specifics you have to kind of separate. But injuries, making headlines off the court and off the field that are political and have nothing to do with the team, not understanding any sort of self-awareness, coming in and blowing up an organization that brought you in to, to, to raise it to the next level, have one championship on their resume, are one of the most talented people in their respective sports. So all of that is the same. Now I'm with Kyrie. But the the vaccination stuff is another thing they share. Now now Kyrie you know, engaged in tremendously hateful anti Semitism. Yeah, he's where, an anti Semite. Right. right. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers has not, not that. done not any that. of that. No, so that's no. a major distinction there. Um but they have very a lot of similarities outside of that. Where it's like, all right, big personality, a lot of headlines, political headlines, and not playing. <laughs> you know, making a ton of money, and they both were great in their past and have a, a, a championship on, on their resume as well and are also known as one of the most talented players in their respective leagues. Very similar. Seem to be bored because they're not playing. When they get hurt, then all of a sudden, yeah. all hell breaks loose. I just wonder if Aaron ever thought, you know, coming to the Jets was going to be great. It was going to be good for his brand. It was going to be good for the team. It was obviously welcome with open arms in every aspect that you can possibly imagine. Nick games, Ranger games, uh, you know, going to Broadway plays, going to the Met Gala, yeah. doing all the things, going out with his teammates. You know, everything that was leading up to the season, it was like probably better than what he thought. And I think that's probably what he was alluding to yesterday about how much fun he was having. Yeah, and then of course you know comes Liv Shriver and Hard Knocks, and you know they didn't want it, and then they got it, and then he became the star of it, and then the next thing you know he gets hurt, and and now because of the McAfee show and because of how important he is to that team, you know he couldn't just disappear, like he had to be involved in some way, shape, or form, and being involved meant he had to come back here, which I was all for. He needed to be back here. He needed to be yeah. able to stabilize the locker room because, you know, we saw this locker room turn on its quarterbacks before. Oh, absolutely. So at least if you had an adult in the room, somebody with respect within the room, then maybe he could at least calm it all down, which I do believe he did to, to a certain extent. But the, the stuff off the field with the McAfee and the Jimmy Kimmel stuff, you know, I'm, I'm I'm assuming that's what he's talking about when he says we got to get rid of all this crap out of the building. Well, that's not what he's talking about. He's he's not talking about himself. He's, he's got to be talking about himself. How, what, what, why would he say the BS that has nothing to do with winning and then go on Pat McAfee again the next day and then tell people to go and tune in? He's not talking about himself. Well, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, I, it we know it's part of it. Of it. I it's mean, clear that he is the problem and the biggest problem, but he doesn't see that. He doesn't. He he's talking about other things and younger players and whatever stuff that he doesn't like and leaks in the organization and all this stuff. Well, he doesn't want his coach, uh, you know, texting with a. Super, I don't even know if that's what he's talking about. Super crazy fan, that's for sure. Well, I mean, I I hope that that registered with him. But then again, he talked about how you know a fan robs a fantastic head coach and all this stuff. I mean, it's really easy to say a guy's fantastic when he doesn't challenge you. 
you could do whatever the hell you want, and and you get your ass kissed by everybody in that organization, regardless of how you behave. <laughs> yeah, and then everybody's fantastic around you, right? And the Jets were so desperate to get someone like him in here that they are never going to do anything that makes him upset. And that's not a way to operate. And then that's when guys like him become delusional and lose their self-awareness because they're surrounded by all yes-men. Randy in Cliffwood Beach, New Jersey. What's up, Randy? Hey, good morning, guys. How we doing today? Good, Randy. What do you got? All right. I got a theory that I don't think is overly too far-fetched. It could be, but we'll see what your take is. I figure the Cowboys are going to probably spit the bed as they usually do. I'd, I'd laugh if they went this week against the Packers. That being said, I think the perfect break with the Patriots and Belichick, Jerry Jones swallows his pride, goes after Bel- after Belichick, and goes for goes for it that way. They get rid of McCarthy. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, Boomer had mentioned that as a possibility. Uh, I believe, well, it had to have been last week because you weren't here yesterday. So, yeah, I mean, it's a it's an interesting thought. I mean, Bill Belichick would have to trust in Steven and Jerry Jones and all of those guys to pick the right players because they're not going to relinquish control to him. I don't think it's a great fit. He did do it with Parcells, but I just... He needed Parcells at that point. Here's the thing that I would say why, and, and I floated that idea too, but the more I think about it, I'm like, you have one of the best wide receivers and quarterback tandems in a league, and they're putting up major numbers. Why would you want to upset that? Why would you want to change that? Like Their offense is as good as anybody's in the NFL. may not be as uh, in, you know ingenious as Miami and San Francisco, but, you know, between them and Detroit, I mean, there are offenses that are going to be in this playoff run now that are some of the top offenses in the NFL. So I, like, I, I understand there's all this pressure on the Cowboys and everybody wants to think that they got to make it to the Super Bowl. But look at the numbers that Dak Prescott has put up underneath uh, Mike McCarthy and the fact that they're in the playoffs, you know, and it's not going to be easy because there are better teams than them. But I don't necessarily know that I would be changing coaches and changing systems. Could you imagine if Bill Belichick brought Josh McDaniels with him down to Dallas and they had to like redo the entire system for Dak Prescott? I just don't see that. Yeah. I mean, they need to. I, I think they have to at least get to the championship game and play well in that game for the heat to be totally off of them. And it's not fair. Not saying that it's fair, but that that's what they're going to have to do. Hey, they, they, they have a very good chance of making it to the NFC championship game right now. Having the number two seed. Oh, yeah. But their, yeah, their path is favorable.